welcome to Then Let's Fix It, where we discuss critical issues around logistics and supply chain management in the Caribbean. But more than that, where we mobilize to resolve these issues so that we become some of the world's most attractive logistics jurisdictions. I'm your host, Collis Williams. Visit our website at rdleagle.com to join the discussion. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play. And when you're done, don't forget to leave us a review. Today, I've got with me Janine Ennis from Grown Leith. And Janine, you are the typical young entrepreneur and, and, and the kind of entrepreneur that is beginning to dominate the Caribbean space. You, you may ask me, what do I mean by that? Janine, you, you have a degree in psychology. Yes. And basically, you've come from that generation where you've been asked all your life, get an education, get an education. And go out there, get the best education you can, and get this thing called a job. Yeah. Then you've been thrust into a position where you felt that the job couldn't contain what you, deep down inside, felt was your resource, your talent, your ability. Yeah. And therefore, you had to make a choice. And that choice for you was, I'm going to have my own business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start my own business and I want to do something that is sustainable, is healthy. As a matter of fact, <laughs> for what you said to me, you actually are on a course in your mission to change the lifestyle of the Caribbean people. And yeah. I, I, I like that. I, I, like, I like how bold it is. But... I, today, I want to invite you to share from an anecdotal position what your journey has been. Because I, I, I've got my own ideas about what has happened in the Caribbean regarding logistics. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share that with you as we go along. But I, I want to hear from you. What is this journey? Uh, how has it been for you? Okay, well, first, let me just say hi to everybody that's listening. Um, I'm Janine, as Carlos would have mentioned. Well, Grownleaf, it started out of the desire, as Carlos said, to change the lifestyle of the Caribbean, to eat healthier and live more sustainably. And in order to do that, we realized that we needed to be able to produce products, sustainable products, at an affordable cost. Because it makes no sense trying to change your lifestyle if you can't afford it. And that became a problem when we were trying to get our raw materials for our, well, first of all, it's an agro-processing company. So trying to get our raw materials, like fresh herbs and things like that from Trinidad and other places in the Caribbean proved to be expensive, which then made us have our the prices of our products at a higher point. Now, yeah, some people might say that's great. It puts you in a great bracket where people can see via price that it's of quality, But while people understood that and they wanted to purchase the products, they couldn't afford to do it. They saw the quality and all that and they couldn't afford to do it. So we were forced to get into a position where we had to find creative ways and more innovative ways, restructure the company and things like that in order to produce the product that we want to produce of quality that the average person can afford. 
Well, it's, it's interesting to hear you say this because I, I got to share with you, Janine, where I am. And, and, and I've been in the logistics industry for quite some time in the Caribbean. And while I have understood how the Caribbean um, commercial environment and commercial space has been set up, the facts are we are very poorly positioned to accommodate the evolving entrepreneur. And I, I use the term evolving entrepreneur and I mean people like yourself. Because before, I, I, you would have been, in my generation, I was, I, I was basically told, get a trade. You got to be a carpenter, a mechanic, a something. Yeah. And they were the entrepreneurs yeah. of yesteryear. Yeah. The current entrepreneur is a very highly trained, highly educated person who has no desire to be an employee. Yeah. And, 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 and what has happened is rather than you coming out and being simply um, a highly trained psychologist in some government institution or somewhere that you get paid your how much ever per month, mm -hmm. you've made that transition. And that transition as a psychologist, you could share with me, that transition is one from safety to risky. Well, you see, the thing is, is while I was at UE, and I would say all the while while going through school, I never really saw myself in a box. So, yes, I had the um, expectations from my parents, obviously, and everybody else around me to go down the path of getting a job. In my mind, it's like, that's not really me. So um, I think it was in my second or third year at UE, I realized... My mission is to create. To create what? Anything, basically. Whatever I wanted to create, I know I could have done. I also came from the background where I can do anything I put my mind to and whatever I want to do, I can't I can do it. So it was just a matter of trying to figure out what it is I want to do. For me, it's making a, contrib a positive contribution to society because I accept full-heartedly my social responsibility. I don't live on this earth by myself. So um, my husband and I decided to take up the mantle to do that through things that we enjoy doing. And for us, it's creating. And I've had the ability to take what I've learned at UE psychology-wise and apply it to what I do. So in terms of Grown Leaf, um, it comes in this space where I understand people. So I know how to market the product. And we were able to see that in today's climate you kind of need to do things a little bit more on the affordable end. Even if you want it to be of a high quality, there's no reason that people have to spend a whole heap of money for high quality products, especially if it's local. You're already fighting against the tides of importation. So if you're already going against that and those products are being offered at a lower price, we need to make ourselves marketable. You see, and this, this is where, this is where I've had my issues in the Caribbean and, 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 Here's where, for me, the rubber meets the road. And I'm not backing down mm -hmm. from taking it to the, the powers that be that until not only are we now changing the paradigm regarding getting a job, because you know in Trinidad they lost, just now they lost over 500 jobs to, I think, TSTT. Yeah, and people are being laid off. In Barbados, Barbados as well. And thousands are going to be laid yeah. off. And we yeah. can present it however you like. The yeah. fact 
is that we need to bury the old concept of getting a job. But it's not only the fact of burying that concept for entrepreneurship, you know. It's also the fact that entrepreneurs should not and do not need to just focus on the landmass that they live on. And that's the thing, too, because, I mean, there are a lot of people who say, yes, start your own business. But while they say that, they're not creative, forward-thinking, or um, visionary enough to see that. There's more beyond the shores of where you live. Well, well, this is where this is where I want to to to, to stick a pin because while you've said that you and you've you've started to go down a direction mm-hmm. and I love it, but I'm saying this to you mm-hmm. within the construct of this whole idea of getting a job, which mm-hmm. we have just come from, yeah. and it become for me is post traumatic slave disorder <laughs> because that is what it is. Yeah, and you've you've got that. And because of the construct commercially mm-hmm. that existed then, where you've been brought into a job and everything was done in a lot grander scale. So sugar was shipped to wherever yeah. in boats. Mm-hmm. Everything was done containerized. The facts are because jobs are no longer safe and jobs are no longer current the currency. Now you've got to take account of the platform on which these entrepreneurs, these new entrepreneurs, yeah. these people who will have to earn, mm-hmm. on which they will be they will predicate their earnings. And that is logistics is going to be a huge part of it. Yeah. You've started to go down a road and I'm waiting to hear you about not seeing this landmass as the end all and be it all. Yeah. So tell me now what your experience has been regarding getting away from these landmasses and being able to to, to generate a revenue as a small entrepreneur, mm-hmm. because the issue here is that we've got to accommodate a lot, a lot, a lot of small entrepreneurs in order to get the growth that is being demanded of us to do and execute the creative destruction of the old way of thinking mm-hmm. and to be able to generate revenue for the people of the Caribbean for whom I'm extremely passionate because I am telling you our gift is not just Gary Sobers, Usain Bolt, Brian Lara, mm-hmm. Rihanna or Mr. Walcott from St. Lucia, the yeah. greatest one, greatest poet. There's so much resident gift and talent and ability and passion. And I, 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 I feel bad that the world has not been able to get access to it because we have not created the platform on which this talent and ability can be exported. Honestly, I think the world has a taste of the Caribbean outside of the arts. Sadly to say, it's usually the typical products, the pepper sauce, the... You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. The kind of cottage industry things. And the the entrepreneurs that create products that don't fit into that market, don't really get, I would say, the extra boosts or efforts that governments would give in terms of logistics and that kind of way. Um, I'm aware of those people having issues in that aspect of, as well and getting their shipments outside. But you also have the problem of... You see, the problem with logistics isn't just getting your product to the customers outside because, believe you me, we've had that problem where there are business customers that see the potential in our products, want to buy our products and resell them or provide them for their own customers if it's a restaurant or a diner or so. But then the problem is always getting the sample out there. I mean, you're sending a sample. So that costs money. 
you still have to deal with getting the sample across there. And price-wise, it's kind of not that feasible for an entrepreneur, especially if the client is interested, not too sure, want to sample it first, try it out with their customers first. That's an investment that they're going to have to to decide if that's a risk they want to take. Well, you see, this is where I think the government should have intervened. Mm -hmm. Because you have... Your intervention has to be through logistics, especially if you accept that the evolution of business in the Caribbean is going toward the very small entrepreneur. Where is the commensurate movement of paradigm within the government and within among the people that says we've got to take care of the logistics end of it? The world is going to small logistics. The, the, the march has started. But when you leave that march to the DHL, the FedExes, the UPSs, the big boys, yeah. and not protect your small entrepreneur, you're actually asking him to strangle himself. Yeah, and you see, and that's even jumping the gun and even talking about logistics as in getting a product from home to somewhere else, another country. There's, in order to create a quality product, sometimes we just don't have the materials locally. And you might have to look elsewhere, be it somewhere else in the Caribbean or in Europe or the States. So in order for you to even get your product packaged, it's a problem because you have to get your product direct. It's honestly cheaper to get your product directly from the manufacturer um, as opposed to getting it through a third party medium, a middleman, sorry. And that there's a cost to that. And there's some entrepreneurs that have to go the route of teaming up with other people in order to get the product in because of the cost factor and with that comes risk because you never know who you get into business with who you get into um into an arrangement with and that's another issue that you have and if you also have a logistics company as well by the way that can bring in the products for you and deal with your on the ground logistics as well so you get a full package it makes life a lot easier and not just a full package but a full package at an affordable price that actually thinks about small business owners because they're larger companies that have they, the they economy of scale yeah they market as if they advertise yeah we're thinking about a small man and all that but then when you look at how much you actually spend at the end of the month it makes you wonder how much are they really thinking about me well, the, the, the reality is, um, I, I've got a very good friend that always tells me when he goes swimming, mm-hmm. Benjamin Niles of Apex Construction. Okay. He only sees big fish eating small fish. So we, 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 need, we need, as small entrepreneurs, to not concern ourselves with the fact that they care about us because they don't. Yeah. We've got to hide. We've got to duck. We've got to do whatever you have to do until the time comes when you can show your head a little more. That's a fact. But at the same time, if, if, the, if, if the powers that be, the government is, is concerned with this evolving class of Caribbean person, they have, if they are truly concerned, they have to put the logistics in place. Yeah. Because as it stands, it is extremely difficult for these same people for whom they recommend entrepreneurship as a way out of the layoffs and the redundancies, they are not paying enough attention to the platform on which these people can sit. And this is why, you know, 
I keep asking myself, and I, I love when people that like you come to share with our listeners, what's your realities? You may have a product for $40, mm-hmm. and the cost of getting that product across the ocean to That's like 100 England. miles away. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't even gone to England. Okay. You may have gone to Barbados. Yeah. And that's $30 within the construct of a country that charges duty on the cost of an item plus the freight. Yeah. Then you're talking about access to the world market. You're cornered. And I'm just appealing. And I am, I am saying to you that I am not going to turn back from taking not just recommendations, but whatever it takes for us to fulfill the need of the small entrepreneur getting access to market at a price that gives him a competitive advantage, I will do. See, the thing is, is that the larger companies, yes, they eat the small fish, they don't care about the small fish, but we all need each other in the largest, in, in the grand scheme of things. Because where we're at economy-wise, there, need, there needs to be some sort of stimulation in it in order for there to be some sort of growth. And that's going to happen when there are new products in the market. That's going to happen when there are more people being employed. That's going to happen when sales increase, not just within the country. It's outside. Foreign exchange comes in. More things can be invested. The country gets to develop some more. We all need each other. So the mentality that I am bigger than you, I don't need you, and I'm going to crush you, is is counterproductive. We Uh, all uh, need each other. I, I hear you saying that, but I'm also warning you. They don't, the big fish don't see it so. Totally what the small fish that. do, though, is keep the big fish on their toes. On mm. their toes. Yeah. So that, that, and this is where, if you go back to some of our, one or two of our previous podcasts, yes. creative destruction. So when you bring such a new, fresh product to the market, it leaves the big fish saying, boy, we've got to upgrade or else. So that's where I think your, your, your point of them needing you, yeah. it forces them to creatively destroy destroy the old and bring something new. But trust me, Janine, they will not care. But I love the beavers at time. Just we're gonna just nip eat away at yeah. them. Eat away at them. But what we do need is a government who claims to be for the people to respond to the evolution that is not now just needed. It is demanded of us. Yeah. There are fifteen hundred to two thousand people going home. How are they to eat? How are they to access a greater marketplace if you don't give them the opportunity to ship that seasoning or ship that shirt that you've made Mm -hmm. for $3 to some home in England or Belgium? And and I I think it's such a great opportunity when when you have a marketplace that has so many second homes. You go to places like Westmoreland and there's... People live in there from all over the place. So they get to see your product. Yeah. They should be getting to sample your product yeah. and take it back with them. And not just the typical pepper sauce and the typical yeah. jellies and, and all that. I Listen, mean, Janine, I am welcoming you to Unlocked <laughs> because I want you on Unlocked. I'll be glad to be Which be is going to be it. our video presentation of that part of RDL Eagle trade, which is, as, as we, on our mantra is, we are unlocking your creativity by giving you access to the world. And we're bringing together a, a 
people in the Caribbean who are unlocked, whose talent transcends this very little Caribbean space and are ready for the marketplace, for the world to see them. But we've also got to give you access to the world. And that's our challenge. Yeah. So Janine, I, I, I am conscious that, you know, I, I'm, I, we intend to continue this drive to give you access to the world. And, and you know, while that sounds a very broad and generalized statement, the facts are, what it does mean in effect is that we've got to give you access to cost effectiveness, yeah. cost efficiency. Yes. And there's, there's, a, there's an e-commerce standard. As a matter of fact, they, they talk about it as, a, as the Amazon effect. Yeah. That is gripping the world. And, and, and therefore, it means that when we talk about access to the world, these, these metrics have got to be met. How soon you can get it there. Yeah. Three to five days is standard. You, you cannot be talking about two to three weeks. Then on top of that, we've got other concepts that need to be met. That is, we're talking about, um, you're talking about food. You're talking about qualifying from a poor health point of view, qualifying yes. plant quarantine point of view. Yes. There's so much. And the challenge for the small entrepreneurs is it's very difficult to go somewhere and find where all this information is housed so that you can quickly access the data and the information that you can now measure and meet so that you can stand on the world market and compete. Sometimes the problem is not even, yes, there's a problem to access the information, but then sometimes the problem isn't necessarily just the access inf- in access to information. Sorry. Sometimes it is the fact that other people that are supposed to know that information are not aware of that information, and it becomes a problem. So take, for example, um, we were supposed to have concessions for bringing in um, packaging, because my husband is a registered farmer, so he has that ability to not have to pay duties on that when it comes in, thankfully. But then that's information we, we got from government. We got from the government websites. We got from calling a couple of people. You know, you do your research. But then when the time actually came, it was a completely different story. A completely different story. So it seems as if some people have information or people have different sets of information. And I think that. That's a problem cost-wise because you have to spend money. Time is money. And when you're spending time trying to figure that out and trying to work that out and then still having to pay money for towards something that you did not even budget for, you did not even factoring in, in your cost of price structuring for your product, that becomes an issue. Because then you run the problem of either one, having your products going too high cost-wise, or two, you end up robbing yourself because you're not able to make back what it is that you spent. It takes longer for you to then make a profit. And ultimately, it, it ends up meaning that you can't compete. Exactly. At the end of the day, exactly. competing is, is going to be the thing that is going to move you from good to great. Exactly. Can you compete? And consistency right now, and it's not even competing with the global market outside. It's you're competing with the global market within your own shows because you have stuff coming in that's being imported. Yeah. They're coming in the next day and that kind of thing. So we need to be able to prove that small entrepreneurs, that is, to prove that we can provide the same services and products of quality the same, in the t- same time frame, that we're consistent. Yeah. And in order to do that, we need to make sure that we can get our packaging, our raw materials 
at a decent time so we can then produce what we need to produce and put it out there on a consistent basis that would put our customers, not only our retail customers at ease, but then our business customers as well. Because if they if they are depending on us to provide for their customers, say it's a restaurant, then we are putting their business in jeopardy. Yeah. Well, listen, all I'm saying to you now, Janine, then let's fix it. Yeah. And we, we can fix it together, I'm we, sure. We, we have to. There's, there's absolutely no way around this. The evolution has started. The jobs are fleeing. The entrepreneurs are gathering. And there is no option but that we do what we've got to do together. And that is, let's fix it. Any final words, Janine? Honestly, I am thoroughly excited to see where we go from here. I know we're going to move from here. No things are going to get better. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Janine, the march, of it. the march has started. Trust me. I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me and, and, and our listeners. It was my pleasure. And I want you to know that you will be a part of this march. And it's not just like your mission and your vision in it's about changing the lifestyle of the Caribbean people. For me, it's about enhancing the sustainability of the Caribbean people. And we have to do it. There's absolutely no option. We've got to charge ourselves with doing this. I want to thank you all so much for listening. I'd be glad to hear your thoughts on this episode. Simply join the discussion forum on our website, rdleagle.com. And you can also contact me at collis at rdleagle.com. See you next time on Then Let's Fix It. There's so much more to discuss and do.